It's time for a matcha talk. Assalamualaikum. So I am in my very comfy spot and it is in a very new place as usual. Even though I live in a small little spot, I always move around. I was going to say, areas. it's the same apartment. You're just moving from like one inch to another. And, and that makes all Every the episode is new. <laughs> it makes all the difference. I'm telling you. And you know, today that's what we're going to be talking about too. The big things in life and the small things in life. So I know you watched something and you were going to tell me about it. And then I had something that happened to me. And actually it was a quote that I saw. And uh, it, it just, you know, it just kind of brought me got me thinking about things from a different kind of perspective you you hear it you know started from the bottom now we're here but what does that really mean like is that you know is that is that really true so we're gonna be delving into that and so i was most definitely had to be in a comfier spot than usual and just a little uh announcement for our listeners as well we are on youtube in case y'all forgot we are on all your podcasting devices as well or applications so you can find us anywhere at matcha talk hit us up on instagram we are here to answer your questions we would love to hear from you so otherwise samiyabaji you tell me what happened yes um so well you know man i i feel bad because i feel there are so many episodes we've had where we talk about tv shows and stuff oh I actually have something to say before I begin. I mm. just want to clear up the air. Uh, a few episodes back, we talked about an Indian movie. Uh, I forgot the name of the episode. Do you remember the name of the episode? Nope. They See Truths. Yes. It was in the Dreyti Suits episode. And uh, we watched an Indian movie, and I was talking about the Muslim representation in there. And it was a little bit uh, upsetting, the movie that was Dilwale Dulhaniya Dejange, for those who know. And so I just want to clear the air because I watched another one, Kuch Kuch Chota, yes, Kuch Kuch Chota, which is also at the same time period. And the Muslim representation was very nice. Hey. I just wanted to put it out there, be like, you know what? I was hating on something and that's not always true. See? And it was good. It was like a maybe, it was literally, I think, a five minute scene. Um, and it was nice and respectful and it was good. There we go. It's not all bad. See, guys? See? But hang on. So every time... <laughs> we've had a lot of episodes talking about TV shows. And I think... I don't know about you guys. Um, but, I mean, in this pandemic time, I find myself watching TV more than I want to. And especially now that my husband is actually away for a couple of weeks. And I find myself sitting in front of Netflix and binge-watching stuff sometimes. Ooh. And so I started... I'm just, you know, putting it out there because <laughs> sometimes people think that we are a certain way, right? So I just want to put it out there that we all are imperfect. And my imperfection right now is binge watching Netflix. And <laughs> so this uh, topic that's coming out right now is derived from a show I was watching. I used to watch the show a long time ago. It's called Private Practice. And I remember like some scenes about it, like the mage story, but I just didn't really remember anything. And I was like, I need to watch some doctor stuff. I like doctor hospital stuff. And I'm like, I'm just going to start watching it. So I started watching this show. 
I got into season three and then after that I just I was done um like okay this over I can't handle this anymore it was just too much of but there were some things that were just too much the first thing I just want to say and maybe this is a Shonda Rhimes world Shonda Rhimes is also the creator for Grey's Anatomy and and I always feel like um she creates this universe where you have all these characters and they're so good friends that they will pick their friends over their family. Oh, snap. Loyalty. Like, all the time. Yeah, because the friends become like family, and they will literally do anything for them. And I'm like, the first, you know, while I started thinking about it, when I was used to watch Grey's Anatomy, and I was like, hey, you know, is this for real? Like, this type of friendship? Like, is this, I mean, does it really exist? I don't know. I mean, does it really exist? This friendship where you're, like, so tight that, you know, you would give up your kidneys for them. You know, like. So I just wondered about that. But one of the things in this private practice, you know, we have all these talk about, um, okay, so compare that to our upbringing or our culture upbringing with the Desi upbringing, where you have these movies and TV shows and dramas where a person just falls in love with one person and it's like, that's it. Yep. Right? Yep. (laughs) It's like, I love her. I love him. I have to be with him. And if if not, sometimes they end up, I don't know, it's, Yo, eloping. That's a class. No, not... I was talking about eloping. I was talking about, like, sometimes they even, like, you know, take their own life as a response. Oh, Romeo Juliet style. Yeah, but, I mean, no. (laughs) Not always, right? Because one of them tends to be, like, with somebody else, and one of them is, like, a forlorn, uh, unrequited love, as they say. Why doesn't he love me? I will kill myself for attention. And, yeah, I mean, I don't know how big of a trope that is, but I know I've seen it somewhere. I don't know. So it's so amazing because in this series, the main character, Addison Montgomery, is a doctor. (laughs) She falls in love so many times. I mean, it's just like, okay... So there's this specific one scene where it's like forbidden love, as they say, because that guy was a husband's uh, patient's husband. And I mean, this, this is wrong, right? This is wrong on so many levels. And so she knows that it's wrong. And she's like, oh, I am so heartbroken. And she's heartbroken because she loves him so much. Like, she's like, this is just too painful. And this is not the first time this has happened and not the last. And then a few episodes down the road or maybe then not not even the next season, dude, the few episodes on the road. She's moving on with her life and then she's falling just as hard for another person. So I'm like, (laughs) what is up with this? Like, you don't have any loyalty towards your own emotions, you know? I don't know. That was one thing I want to share, but there's another one that's actually a little bit more substance than this. Okay, hold on though. Hold on. I got something to say about this. I remember one of my favorite movies just it's just a classic and it's close to my heart is the animated from studio ghibli miyazaki for life (laughs) his movie the howl's moving castle so one of the weirdest things i found from that movie and i just can never quite put my finger on it and it's similar to this the whole thing she the main character it's about character development it's about a a little bit more than just what i'm about to say but Quite a lot of it is the main character assisting the other main character and helping him grow up, basically. Basically. I mean, he cast a magic spell on himself and was literally stuck as a child and she had to break that spell, okay? Literally, growing up, that was what it was. Uh, And obviously, she ended up falling for him. He ends up falling for her and they like each other. 
and and it and it kind of ends there. On the way, she ends up helping someone else, and at the end, that person returns. Total side character, unexpected, and it's just like, what in the world just happened? But he says something along the lines of, uh, "You never know where your heart will turn, uh, so I will, I'll be back," or something like this. So basically, basically, he left implying, "Hey, y'all might break up, and I'm gonna be there for that." That's what basically that's what he said. Now, realistic, sure, but what I don't understand. Kind of when I first saw this movie was from the Daisy perspective, from like Bollywood, you live and you die with that person, you know, like that's it. There's no in between. And to be seeing this, where this guy's like, "Don't worry, you guys. I mean, sure you love him now, but I'll be back, and maybe then you'll love me." So not only is he suggesting that she's gonna go through heartbreak, he's suggesting that you know, like they're just. I, I mean, I mean, I, yeah, I'll that's what he's suggesting. That. Honestly, I'll be okay. Uh, I'll share something a little bit personal here. So, when I was getting married to my husband, who was not from our culture, and he is also a convert, um, I there were some things in the air like that. You know, there was like, oh yeah, it's not gonna last. You know, <laughs> oh wow. yeah, you know, in that's case, so yeah, sure. Sure, you're you're together now, but you know things can change. Things happen, blah blah blah. So I'm putting myself in that perspective. I'm like, you know what? That's extremely rude of you to say. You're <laughs> right. If it doesn't work out, I'll be there for you. It's like you know what? If it doesn't work out, I'll be sure not to go with you. <laughs> in but, this case, I didn't like this about you right now. But you know, you know the idea. What I'm trying to say though, like, is realistic in the sense that people do go in and out of relationships. Fine, but to say it like that. You know, it was a little rude, but also what you're talking about in private practice is like when you're going through it. Is it really that like, oh my god, my life is over. He's already married. What am I gonna do? And then, psych, same level of intensity in a relationship with someone else. Like, I don't know how realistic that that is. A, but it it is definitely rude. I don't know. It's I mean, just I weird. Think we're, to me. I think we're looking at two different perspectives, two different extremes in that perspective. One extreme is live and die with that person. If you know, with that person or for that person. Shakespeare and on the style. other hand, it's just moving on. It's just moving on and just falling over again, moving on, falling in love again. And I don't know if it's. I don't know. Like, do people really do this? I don't know. I think that's. I mean, wow. I mean, that, I, hold painful. on. Hold on. Isn't that the whole dating culture in uh, at least America? I can say. Is that not well, it? Well, dating culture. I wouldn't say that that's a dating culture. That's not how I see it. Because even then, they're like, "Oh no, uh, you know, we haven't said the L word to each other." True, and but they like, oh, do, if we, if and we... then they still break up sometimes. Yeah, I mean, there's sometimes no... that also happens. But I, there's this still idea that okay, you know, falling in love happens in a while. It doesn't happen immediately. Like generally speaking. You know, it's like, oh, sometimes people say, I love you too soon. And then they show their relationships. They're like, wow, he just, wow, that was too early. I ain't not that deep. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. That happens, it. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know exactly. Um, but that sounds, that sounds rough, honestly. Falling in love and out and then love and out. Heartbreak. And I mean, I'll, we can only take so much, really. Uh, another thing that I wanted to talk, that I saw in private practice was actually something really... 
And I think it kind of connects because this this falling in a lot of love and all this relationship and stuff, like this is all happening outside of a faith-based understanding of life. And I think that, you know, when you are together with a person where there is that Allah's, you know, blessings in that relationship, then it doesn't happen this way. You know, I, I mean, I really believe that when there when there's Baraka in a relationship, it just doesn't end and start and end and start like that. I mean, it can. There are marriages that do and they're very good people and they separate and that is fine. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with it. But just this like, I don't know, this unhealthy attachment, this this unhealthiness and painfulness that you see, I think it has a lot to do with, you know, not having faith in it. And one thing that I saw, there was this, this scene where there was a little girl and she had terminal cancer and things were not improving for her. And she was like, I am so tired of being treated. I'm so tired of chemotherapy all the time. I just want to go to the beach. So she had this moment where there was hope. That was hope was given to her that it might work. And then, but the surgery didn't pan out. And she was like, oh my God, this is all over again. I just can't take this anymore. I just want to, I just want to be able to see the beach at least once. I mean, that's what she wanted. So she's on her deathbed, basically. I want to refuse the treatment because I just want to live the my rest of the life the best way I can. But she was a girl and she just wanted to play on the beach. And I was like, subhanAllah, how amazing is this? Because in her case, she's like, you know, this is a this is a TV show. But in her case, she's looking at this as an end all. She's like, you know, I'm going to die and I will never be able to see the beach. I just want to see the beach that everyone talks about. And I'm like, you know, no, actually in your age, because she's pre prepubescence, I'm like, you're going to see all the beaches that you want in Jannah, you know? <laughs> like they don't have that concept. Like, and I was seeing her so living in so much misery and pain i just want to and all the doctors are feeling bad and there's this ethical thing that oh should you should you take away the treatments because she's a girl and she's a minor and what the parents want and i was like you know subhanallah if they were muslims man they'd be like you know what you're set you're gonna see all the beaches all the beautiful things that we can't even imagine they're gonna be there for you that is so true. I, I did not know that's where you were going with this, but I agree. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I mean, especially in the in the first aspect, too, I 100% agree. I don't understand the point of going into a relationship. I mean, even if, you know, take religion out of it, you know, going into a relationship and, and becoming so attached with someone only with with, with kind of the, um, what's it called? Like the hammer over your head always in the sense, hey, this could end at any moment, you know, like there's just no, there's just no, you know, it seems intense right now. But I mean, even if the L word has been said, there's nothing concrete and anything can happen. So let's go through it 10 billion times. And then I want to share something about this. Like, okay, actually, I shared this recently um, on my Instagram post because this is something that. I did exactly what you're saying in a relationship. You know, in the beginning when I was married, I was literally waiting for anything negative to happen. Because Alhamdulillah, our relationship was and is Alhamdulillah very good. But in the beginning, in my immaturity of understanding how this all works or how life is and how Allah is and who Allah is, I was literally like, you know what? This, this can end at any time. And I was afraid of it ending. 
And I'm like, I'm just going to enjoy it the best way I can because I know that this is going to change. It's not going to be this happy anymore. Things are going to happen and we're going to be unhappy because that's just a roller coaster of life. And I was anticipating that. And I was so wrong. SubhanAllah, how wrong that is. And I mentioned that in my Instagram post too. Allah says, I am as my servant thinks as I am. So am I anticipating Allah to be taking away my happiness? Is that what I'm anticipating? Or am I expecting that if I'm grateful, then he will increase me in it? Right. You know? And and I think the spirituality part is huge. I 100% agree with this. And I think that if you put religion back into the scenario that I was speaking of, or any religion, I think, you know, having that faith that, you know, it's, we don't have to get intense right now. Like, Allah will do what needs to happen. And and that'll be that. I don't need to go through this roller coaster five billion times, which people do, you know, they go through a lot of stuff in these relationships and breakups. And I've seen it, man, it's rough. I don't understand why people do that to themselves. And then eventually they'll find someone. Where, yeah, if it was just you living your life solo, yeah, that would be what you would have to do. But you got a lot on your back. So why would you do that to yourself? But, you know, that's that's my perspective. But on the second perspective, similar, like similar thought process here. You know that Allah will take care of you in the hereafter. Let's not stress about what's happening in, in my last moments, you know. At the end of the day, you know, you know Allah has said before um that time if you already pass away there we go you got a free ticket see all the beaches drink all the wines as they say like you know just it, it'll be fine it'll be okay but that's yeah, the I thing wonder, it's like trusting. i wonder if it's a, if it was a person like that if, if a little girl like that if you could tell her that and like if that would make her feel better like i wonder i mean you know, you're gonna meet allah and you know you're gonna meet ibrahim Islam, and he will take care of you and you're going to see all the beautiful things. And I wonder if that will calm that person, you know? I don't know. That is a good question. I know I would, if I believe it, I would be calmed by that idea. You just need some yeah. sort of solace, you know? I think it's scarier to imagine. And I have tried to imagine it. But it, it is it is really scary to imagine <laughs> that this is it. And, and mm-hmm. that would also explain a lot of things that you see a lot of actions that uh, you see people do a lot of things like that definitely it it, it explains that but i don't i don't mm-hmm. agree with it i it's too scary and you know logic and religion like you know everything aside just it's just too scary so even having if you believe it hearing the idea that after this i'll be taken care of especially if at that young age where you're more open to um these kinds of ideas you know if your parents just tell you you say yes that kind of thing and if your parents are telling you this is reality you're that's what's gonna happen it'll be fine it'll be great you'll just it's gonna be easy breezy from here i don't know i would find solace in that theoretically yeah yeah theoretically. i you know if, if i mean the thing is that you know in this case we're talking about a girl in our case we're adults so there's no exactly. guarantee but there's a lot of hope there's a lot of hope. And you know, one of the, and lastly, the last thing I wanted to share was uh, about this about this series is this idea that there is so much arrogance in the doctors. SubhanAllah, so much arrogance. It's like, it's unbelievable that like, you know, I have to save this life. There was this 
moment where she it was one one main doctor she's like the best doctor because Shonda Rhimes has all the best doctors so she's like the best doctor in the whole universe probably and she's like you know I I have to save the baby and I had to save the mother and they both are in their own hospital things and she's going back and forth because she's like I can't afford this I cannot lose this I have to save them you know, and she's like, oh, if I if I don't save them, then I'm going to feel so awful because it's a very close relationship going on, like situations, right? And I'm like, what is wrong with you? Since <laughs> when do you think you save somebody? And they say this so many times, so much arrogant. Like, I have to be the one. I am the only one who can do this. And it's like, oh, you know, I'm your best chance. And I'm like, wow. So like, what is this? You know, right. so much arrogance. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And this is... This kind of idea permeates definitely in health science. I've seen it too. You're right. Uh, the idea that I am the one saving someone, it is through you that someone is being saved. And this definitely, yeah, pe- I- I've heard a lot of things about it. People do have um, concerns with this. I, you know, from a faith perspective, I see absolutely nothing wrong with that. It is your knowledge that is assisting that individual but at the end of the day the fact that you didn't sneeze at that moment i mean for example you know or especially 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 (laughs) with babies you know anything can happen it's it's just so up in the air with babies in general and you can focus on the mom with the, all of your technical knowledge and just say, you know, Allah will take care of the child and, and I will do what I can. And, and the rest is up to the child uh, or Allah, you know, the child is up to Allah. And that that helps you make better decisions, too, because you're just like, oh, it's not on me, you know. No, it was amazing how much that her own arrogance agonized her. I mean, she was <laughs> agonized because she's like, if, yeah. I, if I lose one of them, that it's going to be over. And I was like. I mean, why are you killing yourself? It's not in your hands. Why don't you give it to somebody else? That's you know? what I mean. It's not like in your it's, hands. Yeah. People feel so burdened and are not able to make the best decisions. Whereas if you were able to say, for example, if, the, if, if it was a coworker, right? You're like, oh, she's going to help me. She uh, is actually, she specializes in XYZ. This is the, con- the issue that I'm having. She will take care of this issue and I will take care of this issue. Boom, you're set. Your your mind is just honed in on what you need to focus on. Why can't we treat, you know, Allah in the same manner in that, okay, Allah specializes in these things. Allah knows what he's doing and I, I can only try my best in this manner. So I'm going to leave it up to Allah. I'm going to calm myself down, you know, less stress on me and make better decisions yeah. in that way. But you're right. People get so caught up and it was my decision and people died because of me and it's kind of you know death was written for them at whatever time and it's through you and that's just the reality of it but there there was another thing i wanted um you know this is kind of what what i wanted to talk about was a little bit about arrogance as well so i read someone's perspective now i know everyone has heard of this i became something from nothing right zero to a hundred started from the bottom uh worked my way up um there's so many kinds of phrases and euphemisms for this but the idea that at the beginning you had absolutely nothing and now you are here because of solely your own effort 
And now y'all can probably guess where I'm about to go with this, but you're right. <laughs> and you're right. Um, but also, before, let's say, before you were born, there were particular circumstances of your parents. At the end of the day, you have a mother and a father, X and Y chromosome somewhere right they were involved whatever their circumstances were their decisions led to you being born a so that wasn't you whatever their circumstances were is what you were born into b again not you however they raised you you couldn't even speak walk talk go to the bathroom right you couldn't even do all of these things it was all on someone else so see, that's another complete not on you. And all of this, as you're growing up as a human being, whatever your circumstances may be, if you had a family, you didn't have a family, you were with whatever kind of situation you were in, that was not up to you, right? And that was from something. That was something. <laughs> whatever that circumstances was it wasn't a nothing a circumstance also also like genetics right like yeah we're talking about parents but also genetics i mean what what say did you have in not having this genetic anomaly where you had a syndrome of some sort right like right. no control over that either what is your predisposition and you know what that's not even necessarily a, a negative thing which a lot of the times that's what it's seen as for example, if you have some sort of a negative genetic, um, I say negative, but if you have some sort of a genetic predisposition for XYZ condition and you have that condition, that is a struggle that you have lived with and you have learned to overcome. You have learned the skill of overcoming because of this circumstance that was beyond you. So to say that I have become able for example i have become able to overcome the struggles in my life all on my own i mean this struggle this first struggle that you had to overcome wasn't given to you um or or, or wasn't just it was given to you this is what i'm trying to say it happened it was a circumstance it was something that you had if you didn't have that struggle then and there as you had it you wouldn't have learned to overcome it in that particular way which for the reason why now you're saying that's what I learned to do. So this idea that I became something, I, I am here now because of all of my own efforts. No one else had a hand in this. I think, you know, I, it's, it's something easy and that's why I'm kind of just glossing over it. But it's very easy to say, I think, uh, your family, your circumstances, you know, parents, siblings, your immediate family, circumstances, um, wherever you were living, however you were living. But also even beyond that, which is what I'm focusing on, is that those things that were given to you by Allah, yes, some of them were difficult. There were tests and there were trials for you to overcome so that you may learn to overcome, for example. So that... I think is the same kind of thing is is so arrogant that people say and I have to say I, I never really thought of it in that way I was like okay yeah people work hard for whatever they need to achieve cool you you work hard uh, on your own I used to think this as well um, but maybe not to this extent I never quite viewed it like this I still knew that there is um, you know who I am as a person is so based on 
how I grew up and the circumstances in which I grew up. So I have never been like, oh, I, I, I'm going to become I, I'm great hearing, from yeah, nothing. I'm hearing a lot of this sentiment, especially now in this uh, age that we're in, where there's a lot of racial injustice and all that stuff happening. I'm hearing mm. a lot of this, especially, I don't know, either, you know, on one side where people are like, uh, and rightfully so, that they're at an inherent disadvantage. And then on the other side, who don't want to recognize the inherent disadvantage, you know, they don't want to see that. They don't want to see color. They don't want to see in inequality. They're like, yeah, well, I did it too. You know, I, I am also a self-made man or a woman. And, uh, well, in some cases, it's like we're talking about racial injustice. So, you know, they could be a black man or a woman. And they're like, yeah, well, I am also black. And look at me. I have a great job. I have a great life. And I'm totally fine. And, and, you know, all of that, like, I'm, I haven't really heard this sentiment as much as I have in this time period. So I'm like, what is that in response to? Like, are you, you know, I feel like there's, there's something deeper in there. I just don't know what that is. You know, obviously there's arrogance involved and there's just, so it, it's arrogance, but then I don't know. I just don't it's know what there's deeper. And I want to understand that a little bit more. Why did they say that? Like a little bit of lack of faith, right? I mean, if you don't think that there is anything above you or beyond you, it was just me and myself. There wasn't anyone else involved. But also not recognizing the reality of what the other op opposing side is saying. So it's kind of like, you know, it's like, what is that? Yeah, no, re reiterate that scenario for me. Well, in this case, what I'm specifically referring to is that you have Okay, let's look at, look at two people of color on both ends. You have mm -hmm. one person of color who was like, you know what? I have been at a disadvantage since birth because of the situation that is in this country. That there are mm -hmm. people who are not able to do things uh, when they could have only because we're, given, we're giving a certain burden to carry from the beginning, right? And so mm -hmm. they're like, this, this is circumstances X, Y, Z. And then on the other hand, another person of color who disagrees with this. They're like, you know what? No, that is not true because I'm also that person of color. And look at me. I have a great job. I have a great family. I live in a good community. I have all these cars and foods and whatever. I am set. So, so all it requires is for you to want it bad enough and to put in the effort. And then you're given it. So I'm like, this person is not only ignoring what the other person is saying, other person's reality, but that is a reality. Uh, you know, statistically, it's true. But they're also saying that, oh, yeah, I did all of this because I wanted it bad enough. And I'm like, what that? What is this? What kind of, what level of arrogance is that? I, I don't know what to say about this. I have mixed feelings. I really get both of these sides. I really, really get both of these sides. One, but, but, I, th but I think the thing that the second... Uh, viewpoint is is missing here is the understanding that sometimes even when people try as hard as you did because of that extraneous circumstance they just can't right? and in the end and you you were able to do all of this because Allah willed it for you don't but just be yeah. pretending oh I wanted it bad enough that's why I got it no yeah. it's because Allah wrote You're it for you your circumstance was not the same. You did not have the same family. You did not have the same people growing up with you. You did not have the same house growing up in. 
like and all of that makes a huge difference huge difference so for you to say that i have the same i also drew uh grew up in the in the projects and yo like every project is different a you know every family is different all the morals and values all of that is different so again for you to say that i i made it all on my own as far as i've made it you know no <laughs> you know when, when it comes to even school but, but i get it having their yeah i know i get it but but that, i don't know i don't get it at all i mean you're in a school setting and you're a child and you have you know different colors in this room and the teacher has a bias and she sees you know you and your light skin and she's like oh yeah that person is definitely smart and has a brighter future than a person who's not and in this case is a black person and and then obviously that attention that they give you and it's this is proven that the attention how much the teachers believe in their students has an impact on their productivity and what they actually achieve it directly impacts them and I mean, even in this level where you're dependent, you're saying, oh, yeah, I did. I, this is how I did. I am on my own. I'm like, dude, no, someone else's biases even helped you to be where you are. And you don't even know about that. And then for you to say that the same bias did not disadvantage another person. I mean, that's just inaccurate. It's just not I, true. I think that's again, that's just what the second viewpoint is missing. This understanding that there is something else. It's not just because you the second in the viewpoint world. is seeped, it's seeped in arrogance. And we saw like in private practice, I mentioned, you know, that person is in agony because of it. There's nothing good that comes out of arrogance. It makes you not see the world as it is. It makes you become like you look down on other people, you know, and then you mm. think you're on top of this world because of you. And then what accident happens? You lose your a limb or something happens and suddenly it's like oh no my world is shifted uh, i cannot believe it well that was written for you this was written for you too by the same being or same creator who wrote the other side too you know right so let's just be a little bit more empathetic and 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 give others of, of your blessings that you have rather than just be like oh yeah well i own it yeah yeah i think that's another key point that you hit on is is the lack of empathy right I mean, not only are you unwilling to understand or unwilling to accept that there is something else kind of, you know, the fabric of the world is multi-layered. Uh, you know, there your effort can only take you so far. Everything else that you grew up in is uh, can only take you so far. And then Allah will take you, uh, you know, or the creator will take you the rest of the way. Uh, not understanding these layers, and these are just a few of the layers, not understanding that, I think, um, is definitely arrogance, but also keeps you from having that softness in your heart to be able to empathize with others, to be able to really put yourself in another person's shoes, to really consider, hey, this person actually might have tried as hard as I did. I am not the one who's tried the hardest in the world. They might have done more than I did. But they're just mm -hmm. not able to get that far and shoot. I wonder why. But instead of focusing on, on what they're lacking, on what they're missing, on what they might not understand, they're kind of very narrow um, in, in, in terms of their focus. It's very narrow. It's just me, you know, my experience. Yeah. I had it the roughest. And if I can do it, then anybody can. But I mean, did you really have it the roughest? <laughs> and subhanAllah, this is so amazing because I think for a while, um, 
you know, before. I never really truly understood because, you know, there's a hadith where the Prophet ﷺ says that if a person has even a mustard seed of, of arrogance in their heart, then they will not enter paradise. And I was like, you know, I mean, why is, why is arrogance such a big thing? And obviously we have, we see arrogance of shaitan uh, in Iblis story, right? And I just didn't even understand how evil, like, why is it so evil until, until, you know, now as, as, as an adult, as someone who's looking at things, it actually hurts other people. It mm -hmm. breaks down societies. It damages people. Mm -hmm. And not only is damaging yourself, it clearly is because now you're in agony either or you're living in this deluded world, you know, and then you're harming other people too. It's like, wow, I get it. Why is such an evil thing to have even a little bit of arrogance in your heart? Absolutely. I think it's just going back to having a hard heart, you know, as they say in uh, in Islam, having a... Um, a very uh, heart of stone something like this is also a uh, kind of a universal phrase but having a such a heart, heart yeah or all of them but having a heart that you're just not able to understand another person's perspective not able to see the other side of the world because you're so caught up in yourself and that's what arrogance is yeah. such arrogance defined is such a extreme focus on yourself seeing yourself as a height of uh, anything so that you know, really gonna, hardens your heart I'm i think see the arrogant definition you were defined oh, oh <laughs> man you're gonna put me on the spot like this no no i, uh, I put not what i was expecting uh, the dictionary arrogance says noun the quality of being arrogant so let's <laughs> <laughs> Let me look for arrogant. Having or revealing an exaggerated sense of one's own importance or abilities. I actually really love that it says exaggerated. Recognizing <laughs> that it's exaggerated. It's not your own ability. It's Absolutely. you're exaggerating your own and, abilities. And you know what? I, even if you don't want to think that there is another being out there, fine. Again, you're, the where you are how you got here was multi-layered you and your effort only so far uh the circumstance only so far people around you took you there only so far there's still so many things that helped you get where you are because because what if what if your best friend where you know and you come from a society where friends are everything and you will choose friends over family what if your friend was going through something, some serious stuff, and you had to put everything aside for them like that? What if that had happened to you? And mm -hmm. and if it happened once, maybe it happened, you know, more times. What if those kinds of concerns happened to you repeatedly? The fact that they didn't, that is also, and, and you can call that karma, whatever you want to call it, you know, even if it's not religious or, you know, understanding that there's a creator. That's fine. What, whatever you want to call it. At the end of the day, the fact that that didn't happen, I mean, come on, man. Just own it. It's not just you. It's never just you. It's never just you. I don't know how old Well, it is it. my hope. <laughs> it is my hope that, um, you know, that we were preaching to the choir today. Inshallah, that none of us feel this way, that we are completely depend uh, independent of anyone. And all that really matters is how much we put into life. Because that's just part of the equation. It's not the whole thing. What we put into it matters, but it's not the whole thing. Absolutely. And 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 don't let that be, a, you know, 
under underrated. What you put in it is colors the circumstances, colors the world, and you should color it in a beautiful colors. You know. I really love our podcast because I really feel that we just don't have topics that are just bland, you know, like we're just top talking to talk. I feel like we actually get into things and hopefully even at the end of the podcast ourselves, we turn out better than we were before. You yes. know, I just listening to it. Here we go. That's the whole perspective. Leave yeah. on a positive note. Color the world with <laughs> all of your positivity, y'all. And, and stop with the... Stop with the Romeo and Juliet. We're not in a play, right, people? Let's have some <laughs> empathy. Fill our hearts with love for each other and positivity. And it's okay. Life will go on. <laughs> and don't forget to visit us on Instagram at Matcha Talk. We are posting regularly there. And don't forget also that we are on YouTube. Uh, all of our audios, podcasts are also up there. So we can reach us in any way, including say salams, scroll down, say salam, let us know. Maybe there is a moment in your life where you felt that little evil of arrogance entering into your heart because I know it happens to all of us. That's just uh, something that we constantly fight against. Maybe and how you overcame that. We would love to definitely hear that from you about that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we might, you know, if you give us permission, if you would like to share the story with the world, we will. We'll talk about it. We can give you, uh, or, or basically, we can give everyone else an insight into what happened with you and have a discussion about it. So definitely communicate with us. We want to hear from you and your circumstances. We've talked a little bit about private practice. <laughs> tell us and about the real watching. world. Yeah, tell us about the real world, yes. y'all. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much for having Macha with us. We will talk to you next time. Assalamualaikum. Assalamualaikum.